Carson Quinn. Darren Pang just robbed you. Can't beat the heart of a lion and Kelly J. Not going to back Kelly Chase up at all. Chase will fight this thing until he's absolutely out of gas. A great play along the wall to start with. Just keeping the puck in. Shattenkirk with a quick decision. Schwartz bouncing on the puck. The save of the year. The absolute save of the year. Holy jumping. What a save this is. The pucker factor down on the Chicago bench is pretty pretty high right now. Let me tell you. The Blues have stuck with the plan. The push was on. And that leaves the sniper off the bar and in the net. And that is our drive to the net. And why wouldn't it be? This is Jason Putts with Panger, only on NHLPodcast.com, a lineup media group production. Now, your hosts, Kelly Chase and Darren Pang. Welcome in here to Chasing Pucks with Panger on NHLPodcast.com. We are back coming at you folks and loving the podcast. Uh, he, Kelly Chase in here with Darren Pang. Panger40, at Panger40 on your Twitter handle, and at Chasing Pucks, at Chasing Pucks 39 for our podcast here on NHLpodcast.com. And Panger, I'm excited about this week. We got some great topics. We uh, look around the league a little bit, and uh, three on three was announced. We're going to get a little of that. We got some rule changes we want to talk about a little bit. And as well, uh, kind of a little bit of good and the bad, unexpected stuff. Austin Matthews, yep. projected number one pick in the National Hockey League, injured, playing in Switzerland, went for the pro, playing in Switzerland right now. And then, of course, we had a, re- a record broken by Ovi as he broke the uh, record for the uh, most goals, the Russian-born player. And then a little bit of fun we have with the rookies. Uh, uh, Max Domi was one of the guys that, that his teammates had a little fun with, a little bit entertaining. So this week on uh, Chasing Pucks with Panger, we are going to have a little bit of fun. Are you, are you ready for this, big boy? Yeah, all I know is that uh, when you were turning pro, nobody in Switzerland wanted you to go play. <laughs> <laughs> you is, are, that, is that fair that, to say? That is a fact, Jack. Yeah. You, you know what's been, uh, been fun is uh, the response with our, with our podcast. Yeah. I, I think it's been really, really good at NHLpodcast.com and uh, – uh, I think that last last week we had a, a real good run at it, Chaser, and only going to get better and better, and loads of things happen in the NHL, and um, some great stuff going on. Hey, listen, you're absolutely right, and if, if folks, you want to check out any of the other podcasts, you can check it out now at uh, lineupmediagroup.com. You know, we can, uh, they show, they, they got the Oshi Man, Oshi Man, behind the eight ball, um, you know, you're on the clock. Let's get it on the MMA with uh, big John McCarthy and Sean Wheelock. So uh, just go to the lineupmediagroup.com. If you're looking for some, some great podcasts, go to at NHL, uh, NHL uh, podcast.com and we will uh, give you some uh, of this love. And, uh, and also, uh, hey, we've been talking about this a little bit going around the league. You, we are having fun with people who are asking us about it. And they're like, hey, that was neat. I want to come on. I, I, I was uh, laughing uh, Brian Duff from Buffalo the other day. He's, he said, hey, I listened to the podcast. It was awesome. When are you going to have me on? I'm like, hey, you can come on anytime you want. Absolutely. You can come in and kill some time with well, us. Well, Duffer's got no hair, so that's number one. He's good. Oh, so and, he's good. The guys no, are- number two, uh, that uh, Twitter account, at NHL Ties. They, they do oh, a great job they, of having they, fun with a lot of people out there. It, yeah. And they love Duffer. They yeah, love they his love tie. Duffer, yeah. I they mean, like his, his poise with the tie. Yeah. He's, he's got the perfect angles. Perfect angles. He's got the, they call it the oak method. When you, when you have your microphone off to the side and you can clearly see the knot. And uh, there's disqualification 
on uh, on at NHL ties when it, you when you is do it, that. Is that a Scott Oak? Scott Oak, absolutely. Scott Oak, okay. He's got it perfected Perfect. now. Uh, okay. hey, you, you know John. John Shannon's a good man. He's, he's been good in, man. in, in uh, the NHL a long time in production, and now he's on the air for uh, uh, Sportsnet and uh, does a lot of lot of shows that way. And I was I was looking at one of the games. We were watching a big monitor in a green room there in Toronto, and and he says, "I'm so tired of this." Scott Oak method and and guys holding their microphones that way. Well, I do that all the time. So I'm like, <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? You got your microphone on in a good shape. And then I saw an OHL game on. There was an Ottawa 67s game on regional uh, television in Canada, and uh, the guy had his mic. You, this bothers you too. He had his mic microphone. He's got the headset on with the mic covering his face while he's on the air. Terrible. Drives producer. you nuts, right? Yeah. So I say to John Shannon, who's been in production very goes, you guys worry so much about that stuff. And I was shocked to hear him say that because I thought he, as an executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada for so long, yeah. would be bothered by that. He had not bothered whatsoever by that. But uh, so anyway, Duffer's always, uh, he's always uh, allowed, allowed on the program. Uh, for I sure. love it. I love it. Well, let's start off with the uh, All-Star Game. Big announcement. Mm-hmm. Huge uh, announcement. Announce a, three-on-three and how they're going to do the teams and, uh, and, and what exactly they're going to put into picking the teams and, and each division um, coming out with a format that they're going to have six forwards, three defensemen, and two goalies on each team, and you're going to play a tournament, a mini tournament, yeah. and if you win, you move on, and you could play, you know, you play against the winning team. Uh, the winning team gets $100,000. Each. 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 So it's a million-dollar pot. And uh, so the, 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 obviously the East, the two divisions, they play one another. The winner advances. The West does the same thing. The winner advances. You've got a little championship game for 20 minutes. But, every, but the thing about this is fans are going to look at this and say, oh, great, you're going to have this unbelievable lineup. There's only, as you said, six, six forwards, three defensemen, two goalies. So you're really talking about nine players on the ice. And every team has to be represented, Chaser. So you can't, you've got to really think of this. And hockey ops, um, Chris King is leading the charge in the National Hockey League. I talked to him the other day. This isn't easy. I, I put together the Central Division. I, got, I don't have Jonathan Taves in the All-Star game. You well, know? I've got, uh, like a team like St. Louis is a top team. I've got one guy on it. Yeah, I know. One I guy, got, which is Vladdy obviously Ter- Vladdy Tarasenko. Vladdy Tarasenko. So we're talking about who we had to pick last night, and I was looking at all the names, and I was like, I, I, I don't know how I can pick this guy and not pick Alex Dean while well, I already got a guy. So when you start going down, you think, well, I got to have Taves and Kane. Yeah. And then I got to have Duncan Keith. Okay. I do. All right. So there's three off of Chicago. And then I looked and said, okay, well, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to go down here and I got to have Shea Weber. And they're hosting it. They're hosting it. So Pecorine. That makes it more difficult. Pecorine. Yeah. All of a sudden you look and go, well, maybe we got to have him because you know, have they're hosting. Right. Yeah. Got to have him. Right. And his, and his record speaks and for his itself. Re- no yeah. question. No question. Jake Allen to me should be in the. Yeah. Okay. Nine four and zero record with a minuscule goals against average. Awesome. Save He's percentage been fantastic. His save percentage and goals against is better than uh, anybody's. Um, it doesn't have as many wins, but he's only one off the, the win mark of Dubnik and, uh, and Pecorini at this point anyway. So, so I put Buff in there because I wasn't sure who to pick from Winnipeg. Uh, on D? Yeah. See, I didn't put Buff on D. I put Blake Wheeler as a forward. Well, see, now that, that was a discussion I had last night. Uh, and uh, I thought, well, you know, and then you know, and then you got Zach Parise because you got to have a guy from Mini. So who are you going to have? Uh, yeah, I had Dubnik. You had Dubnik. Okay. I threw Dubnik in goal. I got, see, you, you might be right about it too, no, but I just... No. I'll tell you what I like, you know. But if I'm if I'm somebody's giving me a choice between the two goalies, I'm gonna take Jake Allen. That's just me. Yeah. Okay. Let's know. just say Dubnik gets hurt. 
Okay, now, now you, need, you need a Minnesota Wild on there. So now you got to revamp your forwards to get, let's say, Zach Parise in there or Ryan Suter on the blue line. Yeah. But then you got to take somebody off. Well, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not an easy deal. I mean, it's and then you look where Chicago is in the standings, and you know how great those players are. The other thing that I was looking at is look at, in my opinion, the best one-on-one player in the game. Well, maybe Patrick Kane, but the best one-on-one player in the game right now is still Pavel Datsuk. Now he's been hurt, yeah. so he's not going to have the numbers that reflect yeah. how good he is. But if you wanted to watch three-on-three, three, come yeah. on taking him out there every time every time every yeah. time he's yeah. going to make somebody look silly with that much space yeah I, I agree with you here here's my central here's my central division and boy this this didn't come without a lot of pain so let me tell you this right now uh patrick kane tarasenko jamie ben uh tyler sagan i kept it i get i kept the dynamic tandem together in dallas because i think listen they're, they're having a phenomenal year i kept them they're, together they're great they're, 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 they, you know you've got to reward guys for for being great together and can you imagine them three on three together no. i mean no. When I watch Dallas Stars hockey, I, I just can't wait for Jamie Benn to get on the ice. He's one of my favorite players in the NHL. Do you remember a couple of years ago when I said, when, when uh, we were with a certain general manager and he asked you, what would you, do, what would you, would you put Jamie Benn on the team? I said, on the Olympics, yes. Yeah, on right. the Olympic team. Yeah. And I said, what? In a heartbeat. I said, he's, he's like my top three picks. Yeah. And they're like, really? Yeah. And then by the end of the year, he earned his way on there. And by the time the Olympics were over, he was one of their best players. For sure. And we've seen what he's done since. Complete then. hockey player. Complete hockey player. So maybe I, I, I got Blake Wheeler in Winnipeg. And then I've got, uh, I had, Colorado is tough for me because I didn't have a goalie for Colorado. Really, no goalie there. Varlamov hasn't played that well enough right. to be there. And then uh, on defense, you could argue with Tyson Berry. Right. Uh, Eric Johnson. Uh, um, who else? Uh, Boschman's played real well. But then I went to Nathan McKinnon. I thought on three on three, Nathan McKinnon or Duchesne, but I picked Nathan McKinnon because he, anyway. He's I a, picked Duchesne over, so but that was so yeah. Was so there we go. So there we go with that. On defense, I'm leading with John Klingberg. You like that? I see. I didn't pick him yeah. because he had two already, and I want to see Ben and Sagan. I know. And and who I picked it maybe well, I picked Buff, but I picked Shea Weber, of course. Um, and, Same uh, here. And I yeah. picked Roman Yossi. I got two Nashville wow. Predators on wow. there. So I dropped off Duncan Keith because of his injury. Right. And I feel, I feel bad. About, I, Bubble I by February? Yeah. Or January? January, yeah. By January, you got a guy there. Yeah, we have lots of time for this. But, yeah. it, because no, but, it's but, so but, but, but I mean, but because they made the announcement. So what do, you, what do you think about the format, though? That's the important thing to me. Um, I, don't have, I don't have very many concerns other than the 20-minute stop time might be too long for a limited amount of players. Um, you, you and I are old guys now, but I know when I was skating before my uh, knee replacement, uh, you know, get out on the ice with only six players or eight players or ten players, at our, even at our pace, is difficult. I know these players are world-class guys and they can go Mach 10, but I, I'm just thinking that might be a little long. That's just my feeling. Right. But I, I like it, though, because it, we've changed something. You know, Chaser, it was embarrassing last year. It was embarrassing to watch. It was embarrassing saying that that's our National Hockey League because the casual fan is going to watch the All-Star game because it's the All-Star game. But when a casual fan turns it on and sees that no one's turning a dime, it's a, it, was, it was painful to watch. It was unwatchable, actually, is what right. it was. So this, this, this is better than unwatchable. I think it's going to be okay. I think it'll be exciting. If they don't want to check anybody, it's hard to check anyway. I mean, they don't want to hit anybody in an all-star game. They don't want anybody getting hurt. Right. This is a pace that everyone, as you said, I'm, I'm not sure about the pace. But it's, I, I will tell you this. There are a lot of players in the league that don't like three-on-three. I heard Carlson the other day talking about it. I heard Alex Steen from St. Louis Blues say, yep. I hate this. I'm a traditionalist. 
Yep. I think it's 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 ridiculous. He goes, and and I said, well, what about the shootout? And he goes, it's crazy too. And I said, but there's penalty shots in, in, in a game. There's more penalty shots. Some of these ridiculous calls they're giving guys penalty shots for now, yeah. it to me is a joke, yeah. but they're getting penalty shots. So what's the difference if it's a shootout? Well, he said, well, there's three on three too. And I said, I bet you if you looked at the number of times there's a three on three in a year, based upon the way the game is right now, yet looked at the amount of penalty shots there were, it would be, it'd be a huge gap. Yeah. I think. Penalty I mean, shots over three on three. Oh, I think there's yeah, way more penalty sure. shots than there are three on three opportunities in yeah. a game. Yeah. So. Well, we just witnessed a game between St. Louis and Buffalo. Okay. And, and by the way, the Buffalo Sabres, they're going to be a darn good team yeah, in they no got time structure. flat. This is the first um, time they've had structure in a while. Yeah. And, and they expect to win every game. But th- that three-on-three, three, um, there wasn't a fan at Scott They Trace stood. Center. They the stood entire the entire time. The entire time. On their feet the yeah. entire time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the only other time they stand on their feet is when there's a goal or a fight. Right. Well, they stood for the entire three-on-three three because it was end-to-end action. It was really exciting. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I love watching it, and I, and, uh, I think I said on the last show uh, that the first 13 three-on-threes that were played, mm-hmm. the team that won the opening face-off had a scoring chance. Mm-hmm. So how important is that first face-off? Because yeah. you know, I mean, literally it's almost like there has to be a turnover from a chance, basically, before the puck's turned over. Yeah. Like it, it, it's happened almost every time. Goalie save. Big save, Goalie go save, the other way. go the other way. That's yeah. exactly what yeah. happens in this Yeah, one. you can't get fancy. Do you remember early in the year when Ryan Getzlaff tried to do a little cute little drop pass? Thought, oh, we're just playing a little pond hockey out there. Right. Breakaway the other way, game's over. Right. Just like that. Right. And, just and, like that. And a lot of them have ended in the first minute. So that leads me to my next question for you. What, tell me about the rule changes that you want to see. Because you and I were talking about this a little bit, and you were saying, you know, and I'll, I'll give you a little of my philosophy on some of them, too, while we're changing things. Well, I, it was mentioned to me the other day about, about making power plays full two minutes. And I, 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 just, I just said, uh, but we have so many calls that are so questionable. Uh, yeah, no, and, well, and, you know, a, a ticky-tack call and everybody in the building knows it's not a good call. The referee probably looks at it later, it's not a good call. And a full two-minute power play, I think we're treading down difficult water. So here's the only one that I, I've liked so far. Um, while you're a man short, you can't ice the puck. Wow. Well, that certainly would create chances, and I guess and our game has evolved and changed in many ways. That certainly would create some chances, you know, and who knows. Um, if, you, if you couldn't ice the puck, trying to play the keep away would certainly have turnovers. Yeah. yeah. Line changes would be awful difficult. It would be it would be interesting certainly. That's something I I, I got to think a little bit longer and harder yeah, on. What do you here, think? Here, well, first of all, the first thing I would do, not even a question, I'd get rid of that trapezoid. I would I think that a goalie playing a puck is a skill, and if you want to keep the game moving, let them play the puck. Let them play the puck. That's me. Okay. Yeah. Brett Hall, his philosophy on something that I've thought about, I've had time to think about this one is. Move the nets back where they're supposed to be. You want goals to be scored. We're a goal scorer. They're not scored from behind the net. Yeah. Say, oh, no, they make plays behind the net. No, they don't. Coaches now have players grinding the puck into a corner, into a bloody corner, cycling 60 times, killing a clock. Yeah. You want to push the nets back? Now the puck's in front of the net. Now pucks are getting to the front of the net. Put the net back where it was. I, I like that. Gretzky was pretty good behind the net when they were back yeah, in the normal position. Yeah, he wasn't position. bad. Last time I checked, Last he was okay. Last time I checked, he was. Right. And so was Doug Gilmore. And hold on, so was Bobby Clark. 
So was let's yeah, just go through go the, the, the names. Ryan so, Trotche, and yeah, Solard so I don't disagree and, with that yeah. at all, Chaser. I think that's that's not bad. But I'm going to go back to your trapezoid for one second. Okay. Now, the trapezoid in in itself was maybe it was the right idea, but to me they had it the wrong way. You're allowing a brutal puck playing goaltender that has no mobility or skating ability to stop a puck behind the net. First thing you sh- they should have done was eliminate that. Well, that's, uh, that, okay. that's fine. Okay. So, so if you take the trapezoid as it is, you're allowed to go into the trapezoid area that they're not allowing you to, but you're not allowed to go behind the net. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. Those little silly dump-ins that the players aren't very good at doing and a goalie stops it, that's what really stops a forecheck. Right. So don't, why would we have them with limited ability or hockey sense? Why would we appreciate that goaltender? I'd appreciate the guy that can come out and play the puck. And there's so many goalies that can't play it, but think they can. Like Patrick Wall that's was a good that, example. That's when like the he went out and played exist. the puck, right? Right. And uh, I mean, not nine times out of ten, because he he did move the puck pretty well. But he always wanted to do a little bit more, and you could always get a turnover going now, on. Now, from what I understand, if you talk to the competition committee, this is one of the things that Mr. Bettman is adamant about. We're not getting rid of that trapezoid. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> I, I mean, there's just so many people in the game that I hate bet it. I could talk him into reversing the trapezoid. I think you could. And he and Indeed. I are the same size. Right. You are. We wear the same size suits, as a matter of fact. Yeah. 36 short. 38 now. 38 short. Sorry. I, I, I My bad. My I, bad, I pal. My bad. <laughs> uh, I grew. One of the things that I, that I, that I wanted to bring up that kind of that was a change that you, that you and I haven't discussed, so I want to see your reaction. Why don't we get rid of the blue lines? Like, what are, like, like okay, so in 1927, they put these things, they changed the rule. They put in, they made, they made blue lines. They added lines in 1918. In 1927, 28 they made the blue they spread it out so there was 60 feet between them then so there was more and you could make a forward pass so in 18 you couldn't make a forward pass so they wanted to give you a place where you could make a forward pass so in the old days you had to carry the puck out of the zone you could make a back pass but you couldn't make a forward pass now they said ah we want a place where you can make a forward pass so they make a forward pass in the neutral zone then when you were in the offensive zone you know then you could you know they changed it so you could do that if that's the case why don't we just play a basketball rule like you tried it in college one time. It's the over back row. You yeah. can keep the red line. You can go wherever you want, just like basketball, but you can't bring it back over the red line. You have to keep it. So now the D you have to pinch at the red line. And if it goes outside the red line, you have Everybody's to clear. And then come back right. in again. Yeah. Now, once everybody clears, you can go down and start behind your net and throw a home run pass if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But I think wow, that. Wow, would that ever open things up? Well, I think it would give, like, it would make, and here's the other thing that it would do. Eventually, coaches with all the video would, would learn how to defend against yeah. it. But there'd be a process in there. Yeah. A certain process in there. Well, would you ever a have learning a lot of curve. Two on ones and three on ones and. Out- well, everybody's standing on their feet for this now, but that way you get all the players involved in the game. Because this crap they do now with all these penalties drives me insane. Yeah. I hate all of the penalties, and the referees are going to say, "Well, they want more penalties because they want more scoring." Well, the guys that are the, your, your guys, not everybody comes to see just a great player. Uh, Todd Ewan used to say, hey, listen, you, you know, they, they're, they're coming to watch, you know, the goalies, the fighters, and the scorers. Well, there's a lot of guys in there that people come to see, and in any of those roles. Mm-hmm. But when there's penalties for seven or eight minutes of a game, and you're not on one of those specialty teams because you might not be on a penalty kill and your team's getting dinged, and then it goes to the power play, and you watch a guy play three minutes who's a fun player to watch because he's physical, he likes to get in them, he's got some emotion, he's got some, he's got some character charisma that he brings to the game, 
drives me insane not seeing Steve Ott on the ice, uh, who, who's a guy that you know has all of those things. Mm-hmm. And to me, if you did this and got rid of the blue lines, you'd be you'd have a much. Then you wanted skill players. You'll see skill. Yeah, I, I, I you know what, I, I this isn't as far fetched as I, I thought it was when it first came out of your mouth. You know, well, we're all we're all the same in our business, huh? We're all we're also skeptical. We you're, always revert you're looking back across, to, going, oh, here he goes again with that hit in the head thing. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't sure who the last guy to get you in the head was, but um, but Proby. The, but you know what? That I um, here's to the late Bob Probert, huh? Yeah. Cheers, Bob. Um, I went slashed him in front of the net, slashed him in front of the net. I'm just I'm going to little, and, and I learned a little bit about the game in this situation. I'm, I'm poking away. He's a big guy. I think I'm doing the right thing. I'm going to poke away at him until he turns around and he drills Bob McGill, who was my defenseman, right in the jaw. Right. Bob McGill, the next whistle, comes back to me and says, would you quit poking Bob Probert? He's not going to hit you. You're just a little guy. He wouldn't hit you anyway. So then, sure enough, I, uh, I, I still didn't understand what he was talking about. They fought. It was my fault. <laughs> oh yeah, you know and, you the know, little things inside the game. Jimmy Montgomery. I'm going to tell you know Jimmy Montgomery is going to be mentioned twice in this show because I got a story about him a little later. But Jimmy Montgomery was a uh, a little bit of an agitator out there. He you know he would play the game. He you know find trying to find a way to stay in the game. And he uh, one time would, was in 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 Long Island was just poking his stick through at everybody, mm-hmm. poking his stick through at everybody, and stirring up you know what. And Paul Stewart was doing the game. And he just came in. He said, all right, everybody out of here. Baumgartner and Chase are going to fight. I'm looking around going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Kenny Baumgartner's not even on the same side of the pile as I am right now. I'm like, what? And he goes, everybody out. Everybody out. Chase and Baumgartner are going to go. And, you know, Kenny, he, he, wasn't, a, he wasn't about to. He was looking around. Where, where you at, Chase? Where you at? And that's how Kenny was, right? Yeah. And him and I get after it. And I came to the bench. And Paul Stewart said, you can thank your, your, your centerman there, Jimmy Montgomery, for that one. So when I got to the bench, I said, Jimmy, listen, I'll fight for you and stick up for everything that you do on the ice. But let me tell you, if I have to be in another one tonight with Ken Baumgartner, because you keep doing that after the whistle, you and I are going to fight tomorrow practice. (laughs) I am not doing this. Do you understand me? He said, I do. I said, okay, perfect. We're going to get along just fine. I couldn't, you know, and, 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 and that's, it was all settled. It was understood and just exactly oh, the same that story. Fantastic. And that's how they repped it. But, but no, I think that moving the blue lines. So we're back on course yeah. would be something that, uh, you know, would be, it would be great. And, and I, I think that it, you know, it would be something that you, you, they have to consider because, uh, once the teams catch on to it, there'd be, and would, and would give the coaches another dynamic to have to sit in their office and a reason to watch video because they watch too much of it already. So okay, I'm going to throw this in chaser because today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 days free trial at audio, audi, what is that buddy? Audible trial.com slash NHL slash NHL over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I like it. We're going to be back in a minute. This is Chasing Pucks with Panger on NHLpodcast.com. Hola, muchachos, my friends. This is the Ocho Man from the Ocho Man Behind the 8-Ball Podcast. If you're enjoying Chasing Panger show, you got to give our podcast a listen. We've got a new show every Friday with the great crew guys that talk everything from sports, conspiracies, stock market, whatever crazy shit that we talk about, it's crazy. I'm telling you, you guys will love it. Find our show now on OchoMan.com, 
on iTunes and Stitcher and all major podcast outlets. Brought to you by Lineup Media Group, my friends. Back here with Darren Pang. I'm Kelly Chase. I'm chasing pucks with Panger on NHLpodcast.com. And we got a great lineup of, of, of topics to talk about today, Panger. But one of the things we got to make sure we tell you about, listen, if you like the show, give us some love. The next time you're going to buy something on Amazon, it's easy to do. As you guys all shop online, you know how to do it. Before you do, you go to our website at NHLpodcast.com. You click on the Amazon banner. Okay, it doesn't cost you a thing to do it. You're going there anyway. Go to NHLpodcast.com, click on the Amazon uh, Amazon banner, and we get credit for a referral. And then it helps us keep the show on the air and uh, pay some of the bills around here. So uh, it's uh, our Audible, uh, our Amazon.com. Uh, um, Just go there, go through our podcast, and... Uh, Hey, but that's how we pay bills around here, Panger. That's right, NHLpodcast.com. NHLpodcast.com. Chasing Pucks with Panger. Chasing. And we're at, yeah. uh, on, on Twitter, what, at Panger40, at Chasing Pucks. The Goon and the Goalie. The Goon and the Goalie. That was yeah, that uh, Marty Kilcoin. That might have been better, but Chasing Pucks 39, at Chasing Pucks 39 is my Twitter handle, and at Panger40. Let's talk a little bit right now about a record that was broke uh, last night as... Alex Ovechkin breaks the Russian scoring record. Uh, Ovi had his 484th goal in 777 games, which it's almost 500 goal, uh, 470 games short, uh, sooner than Sergei Fedorov, who is the record holder until last night. Uh, Alex McGillney had uh, 473 in 990 games, and uh, pa- Pavel Bure. 437 in 702, and then Alexey Kovalev, uh, 1,316 games he played at 430 goals. So he was a good player. He was a good, pl- good, player. Player. Good, good player. player. He's a good player. He's a good player. Fancy so, player. Hey, Alex Ovechkin, I mean, could, I know it's tougher to score goals now. Would yes, he have been one of those guys that had the numbers in a season like Brett Hall, Gretzky, and Mario? I, I agree that. I agree with that. I, I don't think he had exactly the same type of hockey sense as as them but i think he had the will and the desire to bolt through people he is bullish isn't he I, I give him a lot of credit i think there was a time when i think all of us in in media um a little guilty of of, of picking on the the russian players or the european players that we felt like their main goal wasn't winning the stanley cup you know i thought i thought at one point i can agree with that his main goal was going to the world championships or going to the olympics, the, to the olympics or whatever but i i have a lot of admiration for him even when he's not playing well, he forechecks hard. He finishes his checks. He plays with passion. Um, and yet, you know, when he did some things like scoring his 50th goal, he dropped his stick and he wanted to, you know, not touch it like it was real too hot. And you remember yeah, yeah, Don yeah, yeah. Cherry and many people just, just ripped on him for that. But it, but it was interesting, you know, Nick Kiprios, and you probably scrapped around with Kipper and you know him real well. He kind of challenged me the other day saying, does he have a chance to break Gretzky's goal scoring record? 894 goals is what Gretz scored in the regular yeah, season. I, I did the math last night. It's I, hard, huh? He'd I, have to play till he's 40 and average 40 goals a year yeah. to get to that moment. Is that the right. same math you got? Yeah. Because you and, know my math. Yeah, it's not very and, good. I, and, I, and I also looked at, here's the other thing I looked at. I looked at, uh, um, you know, not just, not just the way he, you know, he, he plays the games, the way that guys get injured. You know, the, the game is a, you know, 
those greater pl- great players get hit a lot more. And the way he yeah. punishes guys, the way he wants to play a power forward type of a game. Um, I actually, Brett Hall made the comment that, that he thought he would catch him at 741. And I, mm. I thought, you know what? I don't know. It would make him... 741's not seven, far off the mark. No, it's not. Not it's far off not, the mark. You know, and, but yet, you know, he's, he's going to finish his season in... in by all accounts, he's going to be over 500 and whatever. So he's 200 and some away. But now you're talking about the 50 goal seasons. How many of them does he have left? He's going to have to sprinkle in a 60 goal season, a 58 goal season, and it's, that'll allow him to drop down to a 41 goal season. But the the thing is, and it, everybody wants to talk about the size of the Nets. I, it's an, It's a conversation again. Every player has shot blockers on their skates. Yeah. Every player's in the shooting lane. Yeah. It's amazing to me that pucks even get through to the net, besides the nets and the size of the goalies. It's amazing that they even get through to the net. But he plays a less, what's the way to describe, predictable game. Less predictable game. He used to come down the yeah, left side, yeah, right, cut yeah, back yeah, to the right, yeah. have a little snapshot or whatever. Yeah. I've seen some of the goals he's scored now. He's been unbelievable. Well, he will now take the puck down. I, I saw the other night, he, he took the puck down the right wing and spun off a guy and then stutter stepped into the middle of the ice. And I was like, what is he? He, he almost pulled two guys' hamstrings trying to catch, like, figure out where he was going and then got a shot on goal off his back foot. And I was like, my, like, you know, yeah. there's so many things that he's so special at. Yeah. And it's, and it's strength more than anything. I mean, he's got speed, and, and he shoots the puck so well. Those are all uh, attributes that a, but a, that a goal scorer has. But very few goal scorers had the, have the power mm-hmm. to bull over somebody that he has. And I think that's what makes him special. I think he, and Sergei he, Fedorov and played a different it. type of a game. He was, yeah, Sergei, way Ser, Sergei Fedorov was graceful. Yeah. He was, he was, it was his jersey flapping in the neutral zone. When Sergei Fedorov got his legs planted out to the side and he was coming at you, he was going so fast, you had absolutely no idea what he was going to do. Yeah. Where if you had your, if, 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 if Ovi's coming at you, he just drills you if he wants to, he slips it by you, he's, he's going to lean his shoulder into you. It's, he's pretty direct. And the difference is one's a, one really was a centerman in Sergei. So, sure. you know, one being a centerman, one being a, a full-on winger, uh, gets in on the hunt, gets in on the forecheck, um, has an appetite and a thirst for scoring goals. Um, I, we talked about Sergey Alexander Mogilny. I mean, I, I, I loved watching Alexander yeah, me Mogilny. Too. I mean, uh, more so than Bure. I, I thought Bure sort of bothered me a little bit. I mean, it's funny this way. The goal scorers have to score goals, so they cheat. But right. he was the biggest cheater of them all. And, and I don't mean that in a... He, he just but, left but the zone he, But so he would quickly. have been far over 500 if he'd have played 1,000 games. And no red line. Well, no if red there was no red line, could you imagine Pavel Bure? No. Because you can't catch him. Can't he, catch you know, him. half a step on you, bye-bye. And, and he was, from a goalie's point of view, he had a number of options. He was a great deeker. Yeah, he Great could, deeker. Yeah, yeah, like, he, he could go forehand, backhand, forehand, up under the bar and in. He, like, he, he fooled you. He made goalies look stupid with yeah. some of his moves, you know? Yeah, I remember um, Jeff Cortland telling a story about how he told um, – he, he told the guys in the room. He said, "You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure tonight that uh, don't worry tonight because we're gonna win this game. We're gonna, we're gonna be fine." And and in the first period, having you know two goals in the first period, and and coming in the room and the guys, and it was a two-one game. And, and he 
you know, he started playing uh, uh, with a different lineup. And he looked at Quinn, and Quinn said, well, I'm trying to get some other guys going. If you're that adamant about how you're going to play, we might as well put you with whoever and get everybody going in this, in this game. And uh, I just thought it, was, I thought it was funny that you could have a player that could come in. And, you know, we've heard that out of guys before, where they come in and, you know, they're going to command what's going on. I mean, you, you've, you've heard the story about Brett Hall jumping over the boards in L.A. because he wasn't allowed to play at the end of the game. Yeah. And Hully jumped over the boards when they tied it up late in the game, and he was just – we didn't come off the ice. And Brian Sutter was trying to get him off the ice, and he wouldn't look over at the bench, and he's screaming at Hully, and Hully's not paying attention to him. And pretty soon Koharski says, listen, one of you guys got to get off the ice. Like, so Richie Sutter's standing there with him. He goes, Richie, Richie get the – you know what, off the ice – so Richie turns around and goes back. He goes, he won't come off the ice. So Brian's snorting mad, and Hully stays on the ice. Cujo's forced to make about four saves because Hully's doing loops, doing nothing. But he was so mad that he, that he wasn't allowed to play the last five minutes of the game. He stays out there, catches the puck on the left wall, goes down the left side, cuts into the middle of the ice, and just rips a shot by Kelly Rudy, and we win with like 30 seconds left in the game. And he doesn't even let anyone congratulate him. He just goes to the bench and says, oh, like we're playing overtime in L.A. <laughs> he wasn't playing overtime. I mean, he was mad. He didn't go anywhere. But it's, it's a player like that that can command the, the game the way they do. Command the game. Because yeah. that's what they do. They take command of the game. Oh, we see Vladdy Tarasenko. He's got the ability to command the game. Yeah. He has the ability. And the, if you're strong like Bull, well, want the puck. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane well, in, a, in a different way, huh? Completely different in way. In a more of a Gretzky-like way. You can you know, see on more the of a Denny Savard-like right. way. Right. You uh, can see on the power play when, 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 when Patty Kane, when it doesn't go well for them on a power play, he's upset. And, he, and the next time they have a power play, it's not that he goes and steals the puck. From, but he does. But he does. Yeah. He literally gets himself in such an obvious lane to get the puck yeah. that he's like, you have no option to, but to give me that puck it's going from his teammates. He is like, this whole thing's going to revolve around me. Give me the puck. Did you ever play box lacrosse growing up in I out did, west? Yeah. No, not out west. No. I actually played it in the city. In, well, yeah, out yeah. west. But I didn't play yeah. it growing up. Yeah. I played it. Came, I came back to Saskatoon and, and played it and, there and, and played it a little bit there. Yeah. It's such a big game in Ontario, and I played it. I played it all my life. It was my favorite. It was my favorite sport because I was a centerman. I got to score goals and roll off checks. But Patrick Kane was a lacrosse player growing up, and and you can see that, huh? You can see that the way that he spins off people and looks and shakes and bakes and always rolling off guys because right. in lacrosse you're allowed to cross check in box lacrosse not in field lacrosse but in box cross and you have to roll off those hits otherwise you're getting them right in the kidneys boy right. and, and it and it doesn't feel very good but you talk about a motivated guy with all that he went through in the off season and and uh now he's um i think he looks back at that now and just wants to say to everybody i'm a hockey player um i told you i did nothing wrong um here i am right i think he wants to win the art ross oh he the con smythe and the Stanley Cup. He, he, Look he, out, everybody. He has it in his mind that he's going to dominate the season, and thus far he has. Yeah, he has. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I look at a guy like Ovi as being a little different. He's a guy that can command the game as well. You know, yeah. he, he's certainly got the, the potential to get to the kind of numbers like Hull and, and, and Gretzky, those types of guys, and, and I mean, longevity. Look at Miyarmor Jagger. Every time he's on the ice, now he's setting a, a new record for himself because he's marching up in the scoring uh, standings. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because uh, here in St. Louis, the passion for a Stanley Cup is undeniable. No, <laughs> undeniable. no, no question. Um, the, uh, you know, Yager's played a long time now with so many teams. You wonder what his motivation is. I mean, is is it just to play till he's fifty, 
or is it to win again? And uh, I know he's, he's a remarkable athlete, but for Ovechkin, of all the players out there, for him to win a Stanley Cup in Washington, I mean, wouldn't that be something for all he's endured? It, it, it's, it certainly would be. It'd be something else, It certainly huh? would be, yeah. Well, uh, you know, one thing about the guy is, is that he, he has a thirst for playing. He has a thirst for scoring. And, and, I, and I really believe a passion for the game, not just for his home country and homeland, which he certainly had been accused of earlier in his career, but he has a passion to bring the Stanley Cup there. Folks, this is uh, Chasing Pucks with Panger. And the website is uh, NHLpodcast.com. Our Twitter handle, at NHL Show. And Facebook.com, you go to slash NHL show, email, you know, info at NHLpodcast.com. So if you have anything you want to throw at us, just email us, info at NHLpodcast.com. Or subscribe, you can go to iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or any of the major podcast outlets and click on subscribe. Leave us that five-star rating. We'll take it. We'll take that five-star rating, folks. It'll help us. It'll be and our best rating ever. No question about it. And remember, you can check us out on uh, our, and our other shows on Lineup Media Group. Uh, there's a whole pile of shows you can check out there. Lineup Media Group uh, is the place to find us. And, um, you know, hey, personalized, you can just uh, plug the show, Facebook, Twitter, anything you can do. We appreciate it. We want people listening. We want your in- input. We want your feedback. And that'll dictate a little bit about what we do here. So I'm Kelly Chase. He's Darren Pang. We'll be back in a minute on Chasing Pucks with Pang. Big John McCartney has witnessed the best that the UFC has had to offer over his years. Hey, this is Big John McCarthy. And this is Sean Wheelock. Be sure to join us every week for Let's Get It On as John and I bring you the inside view of MMA and combat sports. We're going to discuss the latest issues, debate the hottest topics, and interview some of the biggest stars from the combat fighting arena. Plus, I'll answer your questions and always separate the fact from the fiction. That's Let's Get It On with Big John McCarthy and me, Sean Wheelock, with a new episode debuting every Friday. You can go straight to our website at letsgetitonpodcast.com. Get ready, because we're going to bring you the truth about MMA and combat sports. The real question is, can you handle the truth? We're back here with... Darren Pang, I'm Kelly Chase, Chasing Pucks and Panger on NHLpodcast.com. And uh, Panger, let's get right to the to the controversy that's kind of stemmed based on a young fellow, Austin Matthews. He he's projected to be the first pick overall in the draft. He he, he elects to play over in Europe. Yeah. Um, a younger kid. They felt like him playing major junior, I guess, wasn't going to benefit him any. Which, to me, uh, I don't know if I, I – I think I disagree with that. He hadn't played any major junior hockey, so for him to do it I think would have been – now just – if you're going over to Europe just to make the money, um, that's probably the wrong thing because the longevity of what a kid could do in this – in the NHL is, is certainly going to pay all your bills. So he is playing in a game and he gets injured. And we've seen this before where younger guys coming in the league don't quite have that man strength. And – they get injured. Right decision, wrong decision for him. Oh, Based on him getting injured, um, playing with men at that age, um, it, it, it does put question into mind. I, uh, I grew up like you grew up in major junior A hockey, and I remember the decision that a good friend of mine ended up having, Steve Eiserman, 
when we were in tier two playing together, he was, we were both underages, and he was even an under underage. And uh, so many options that he had, um, you know, tier two to major to uh, college hockey or to major junior A. He was drafted fourth overall, and I was the first goalie drafted in the Ontario Hockey League. It made my decision a no-brainer. Right. All I wanted to do was play in the, in, in the major junior A to get me to the best best path to the NHL. I'm 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 surprised because so many kids, Arizona gets drafted to the Western Hockey League. Um, Michigan, I'm just using examples, they get drafted to the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, right. Places in Mass and wherever, they get drafted into the Quebec um, Hockey League. Um, if, if you go to a city that you really don't like or you really don't like the manager, you don't like the coach, or you don't like how they've developed some players, then I think you know Austin makes a pretty good decision here. Playing Tier 2 hockey with the level that he's at, probably not good enough for him. Maybe going to the development program right. and really getting that strength and uh, like a guy like Matthew Kachuk right. did, and then right. then right. took off to London. But uh, I look at it here. So so basically in Zurich, that's where Austin Matthews is playing. One year contract. Um, his uh, residence permit didn't take effect until his 18th birthday, which was September 17th. So he he got that all taken care of. Uh, native of Scottsdale, Arizona, which is really amazing in itself, isn't it? No, oh, that's the, the growth of hockey in non-traditional markets has is, is been phenomenal, and I think it's awesome. Dallas kids going in, Seth Jones, uh, now, you're, now you're seeing Austin Matthews. I think those non-traditional markets, and there's going to be more and more of them coming out of that California area. And, and Seth, like Seth's a good example. Like he's playing minor hockey out of Dallas. Um, his his uh, younger brother, uh, Caleb, also uh, both protected or drafted by the Portland Winterhawks. And, and Seth went out and played there in Portland, went to the Memorial Cup, um, played great, lost in the last game, and ends up being the fourth overall draft pick. I, I think if, if it were my son, um, and I, I mean, I would have highly recommended that he play Major Junior A. Highly recommended. I, I would have too. You know, because um, you know he's, he's going to be in Major Junior A for one year. That's going to be it. And you're going to play in more of a National Hockey League schedule. You're, gonna, you're, you're going to be able to play with your contemporaries. You're going to be able to still play with 19 and 20-year-olds. So, but, the, but playing against 25 to 35-year-olds is a little bit different. And so that, that, that's, that's why I would have. Now, on the other side of it, let's say I'm the dad of Austin Matthews. And I decide to go to Switzerland and spend the year with him. <laughs> then I'm going to. <laughs> Well, it's not bad, and it's not like he's struggling in this league he's in, no. either. Yeah, he's got 17 points in 14 games, and 10 of them are goals. So it's it's a young man that's certainly capable of playing over he's there He's a big now. boy, too. Yeah, and he's, he's a big 210 kid. Pounds, yeah, yeah. 210 yeah, pounds. No, he's 6'2", so. and I don't know, has he got to that weight now? He is 6'2", I knew that, and yeah. he's a big kid. Yeah, and 210, so. so big lower half, big lower half. <laughs> he's got big, big legs, big lower half, big rear end. I love your... Hockey, b- hockey bum. I like your... Right, Mike, Babs? Mike Babcock. He's got, he's, got, he's got a big lower half. He's a good player. <laughs> uh, and he's yes. coached by Mark Crawford, okay, too. But, but, so hey, that's argument. another thing. Coached by Crawford. Right, right. So, so he's, he's getting yeah. the NHL look. But here's one of the things that... Uh, that, that are up for discussion and, and you brought this up that we have the young guys Connor McDavid obviously he gets hurt and now that's a freak accident and he went in hard but would he have stayed on his feet would he have not got hurt if he was a little stronger there was no place other than there for him to play he's done everything he can do in junior but it, you see it a lot with the younger guys and I watched my good friend Wendell Clark with the Toronto Maple Leafs he played the game like he was six foot four, two 230 pounds yeah and he wasn't. He was five foot ten, 185 pounds. Yeah. And he was a pack of dynamite. 
And it, and it really affected his career because he was an 18-year-old kid that went out and fought everybody and ran over everybody and big man. And maybe his body wasn't equipped in the right strength patterns yeah. to handle that at a young age. And, you know, Wendell had a great career, but he, I know for sure Wendell Could left a lot, lot on the table yep. with injuries because of how he played the game at such a young age. I remember that. Uh, what hit behind the net? Bruce was that on Bell. Steve Thomas? Bruce Bell. Um, Steve oh, Thomas, and he used to fight Dirk Graham, and he used to fight. He was one of my favorite players, you know. Wendell yeah. Clark was one of my favorite players. Uh, he was he, one uh, of my favorite players, and I grew up with him. On, he had a wicked know. wrister, boy. Oh, my goodness. You always had to watch where he was. I do you remember the fight him. you would have been playing when him and Ben Wilson went at yeah, it? Yeah, I do remember. Oh, that. my goodness. Yeah, and, like, he said he looked over, and Ben Wilson was signing autographs in the penalty box, and Wendell said, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I could hardly catch my breath. Now, what a fight that was. It was like, oh, my goodness, and this 18-year-old kid. And I say this all the time. Nobody came in the league at 18. Nobody. No. And fought. Big, strong, tough guys like and men like Wendell Clark did. Mm. And there was 18-year-olds that came in the league and were tough guys. Mm. None did that. None like those. Th- he was with the heavyweights, the lightweight. You got in his road, you bumped them, you lipped off, you st- stuck them. Everybody was getting it. And then you talked a little bit about Jeremy Roenick. You know, what? Jeremy Roenick uh, uh, tried to go to college. This was hilarious. He came to training camp, then tried to go to college, and uh, he went to uh, B.C., and uh, the quote in the paper was something about there was just too much homework. <laughs> so oh he tried God. that for a week yeah, or that, two weeks. That was enough. It was a, and then he, him uh, and Keith Kachuk both went to the same <laughs> same philosophy school. And then he went to the Hull Olympics. Right. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ale Vignon was the yeah. coach in, in Hull. And uh, then he end up we end up recalling him in November or December, and and he and he stuck. And it was an all-star game, I think it was in 91 or 92, that uh, I know a few top players pulled him aside because everybody thought, this guy is unbelievable. And he's at two-time 50-goal scorers as centerman. The only guy that scored 50 goals twice uh, was uh, Al Secord and and Bobby Hall in Chicago. Chicago, yeah. uh, But he was hitting everything. He was only about 168 pounds. And whether it was Gretz or somebody else, they said, well, they said... uh, Basically, uh, you got to slow it down, man. You can't hit everything in sight. You're going to get yourself hurt. Right, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. You just keep going, you know. So, anyway, real tough, uh, tough way to play the game. Right. How do you take that right. spunk out of somebody? Well, you, you don't know, JR, want JR's, You know, if you couldn't take it out of Wendell, boy. No, that's for you, sure. you, you, uh, he, he played like that when he was a kid, when we were growing up, and he played like that uh, till the last game that he played. And he, I felt bad. I remember a guy kind of giving him a face wash once in a game, and he looked at the guy and he kind of chuckled and just skated away. And it bothered me because I wanted, I wanted to say to the guy, you almost said, like, do you have any respect for a player? Like, you can play tough against them, but don't try and embarrass Wendell Clark. Because in his day, and I can't remember who the guy was, but in his day, he would have tuned this guy in so fast it wouldn't have been funny. And yet, you know, he was like, look, I, you know, I, I know that I've got to get as much as I can out of this body before I retire. And so, um, but Austin Matthews, a heck of a player and will be projected the number one pick in the NHL draft, and I am sure some team is going to be very fortunate to have a kid like that make a huge difference in in their game. Um, listen, uh, we want you to go to uh, Jason Pucks with Panger, our podcast on NHL, uh, um, on NHLpodcast.com. But if you're, uh, if, you, if you're looking for us, and uh, we, suggest, we suggest that you, uh, you know, take a Take a little look at our show. Check out other podcasts on, uh, on, the, on the network. And, and, you know, if you can, just 
just give us a little love. Give us a little love and let us know what you're thinking. We'll be happy. This is the best part about doing this, Pangers. We can kind of we can kind of construct this and orchestrate this on however we want. And then if you want to shoot us a note, you can uh, get us one at, at NHL Show mm-hmm. on Twitter or Facebook.com uh, slash NHL Show. Or um, you can email info at NHLpodcast.com or you can go to Panger, Panger40 yeah. at Twitter and, and at uh, Jason Pucks you know, 39 also- for all the listeners here of the Chasing Bucks with Panger podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. That gives you the opportunity to check out our service. So audible.com and let your audience know. They're all there, bud. Hey, man. I, uh, we'll I do it. It's fantastic. Why not? We'll do it we got great. more. We got more to this show, yeah. man. We'll be back in a minute on yeah. Chasing Pucks with Panger. Hey, guys. If you have kids who play baseball or you're a coach or an instructor... You've got to check out our weekly show, Youth Baseball Talk, powered by Baseball Youth with me, your host, Jim Cromer. If you love the game of baseball, you'll really appreciate that we talk to some of the top experts about everything to do with youth baseball, including St. Louis Cardinals' own Mike Matheny, former number one overall pick and Major League Baseball player Andy Bennis, and some of the best national instructors like Matt Lyle, Justin Stone with the lead out of Chicago, and my good friend Steve Springer as well as some of the best teams from across the country telling us how they do youth baseball. Find our show at youthbaseballtalk.com, through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and anywhere else that you would get your podcast. Thanks and enjoy the rest of Chasing Pucks with Panger. Back here, Kelly Chase, Darren Pang, Chasing Pucks with Panger on NHLpodcast.com. And Panger, we got to get to our Tweet of the Week. Text your Tweet of the Week. You love this, don't you? I like the tweet of the week. I, I think it's fun. There's so many to choose from, though. And you and I both scroll down our, uh, you know, our threads, and you know, all the all the followers that we have, or all the all the people that follow us, and we follow other people. Anaheim Ducks put something out here that I, I thought was great, and I, I always Fantastic. enjoy this part of this stuff because it's uh, it's deep inside. It's like uh, um, so the Ducks uh, post this here uh, while his teammates hit the ice during a preseason game at Ryan um, underscore Kessler went undercover the results just watch so they've got a makeup person there they they do his face up they they make his beard a little bit grizzly they've got some glasses that you know make him look not at all like ryan castle make him look like a ducks fan he looks like a ducks fan. <laughs> and and he's got like a, a underneath he's got a pouch like yeah, they've got a belly on a him. bit of a belly going on yeah. and he's a little bit sloppy and he's hanging out with the fans and he's in the stands and he's trying to do the wave and, and he's trying to, Hey, who's your favorite player? You know, and he's going right. through the whole thing. Right. And uh, I thought that, I thought that was great. Well, don't give too much of it away. Easy thing, isn't it? Don't Easy give thing too to much. Do? Make people go to it. Okay. You got to see it. So here it is. It's at, uh, it's at the at Anaheim ducks. So undercover. Undercover, Ryan undercover Ryan Kessler. Okay. And if you get a feel for it and you want to go to YouTube, go to YouTube and, and pick up the uh, Kyrie Irving, Uncle Drew segment. It's yeah. much like that. The Pepsi commercial yeah. uh, where, where uh, Kyrie goes undercover as well and he dresses up as an old, an old guy that's going to play in a, in a street ball game. Uh, on the court, and then he be, he just dominates. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. So, um, did you see a little while ago? By the way, Peter Forsberg do that? No, in Sweden. No, he uh, his buddy brought him out to. Oh, a, he came uh, out like he was an ankle bender. Hockey, yeah, and they had a makeup guy doing it all, and uh, and yeah, he was an ankle bender, and the guys were giving his friend grief. Why did you bring this guy? They're getting all sour. He can't play. He's awful. This guy's a joke, and uh, he gets on the ice, <laughs> and he's 
you know, he's coming to the bench, he's saying, sorry, I sorry, I'm sorry. And then he turns it on and then he starts playing and they're like, that's Peter Forsberg. <laughs> and how they figured out it was Peter Forsberg, because he's still in the full makeup, but he, he made a couple of moves that looked Peter, Peter Forsberg-ish. Right. And, uh, well, anyway, hey, the guy's got a stamp after him. Gig was up. It was the good. The guy's got good. a stamp after him, you know, he, he, he's pretty good. Pretty good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Good player. Good player. Jason Pucks on NHLpodcast.com. Back in a minute. This is Lineup Media Group. Perfection in podcasting. He's Darren Pang. I'm Kelly Chase at NHLpodcast.com. Jason Pucks with Banger. We're back here and around the league. We got the great calls of the week and the happenings. Sometimes it's saves. Sometimes it's goals. Sometimes it's just an entertaining call by a hockey personality that loves the passion of the game. Here they are, folks. Your NHL Calls of the Week. Time's a wasted now in the third. Ovechkin on the go. Alex pulls up. Deflection try. Good save. Letting in. Oshie to the goal mouth there. Back in. Score! Alex Ovechkin has done it. The greatest Russian goal scorer the NHL has ever seen. He's one better now than the great Sergei Fedorov, who was just inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Backstrom, who's been a helper, 45% of the goals Ovechkin has scored in his career. It doesn't get better than that. He gets in the record book with the great eight, setting him up on a beautiful backhand pass, along with T.J. Oshie. Shot by Bachinger on goal, and a save by Allen. Now Petrangelo gets it again. Someone has lost a stick in the blue zone. Look at it for wide open. And Dano scores. No, he doesn't. It's in the Oh, my God. I thought it was in. It's in his glove. It is a save of the year by Jake Allen on Dano. Are you kidding me? I thought it was in the net. Holy jumping. Hands are up by Dano. And not only that, and they will look at this Still oh boy, that's close it's very close but again unless you've got a camera inside that glove you can't fully determine because the on ice call is no goal on video review the call on the ice stands there's no goal Beat Taves up the ice, and each team rolls ahead. Dreisaitl is going to get to the net. He's set it home. Crawford! Call the cops! Gage Taylor Hall at a 6 by 4 and Crawford keeps the game alive. And the one-timer from Hall didn't spend a lot of time on his stick. What a save by Corey Crawford. He extends, goes into the splits, and watch this left glove. Absolutely raw tall. Now, back to Jason Parks with Panger on the Lineup Media Group Podcast Network. Jason Bucks with Panger coming at you right now. Here we go. Uh, Panger, one thing we wanted to, we had a little bit of fun with uh, Max Domi in Toronto, where he's from. Had a little bit of a prank pulled on him by his teammates where they 
and we, they've been doing this for years where we kind of hold the team back and then let him lead out because they say, oh, it's your hometown. You lead us out. You know, it's a big thing they do with the players. And then when Max Domi charged out onto the ice, all the players just stood in the hallway. And, and he just that. He's just flighting around out How there. How many laps sh- did he go? He went about two before he realized no one was coming out. And then he was kind of like, oh, and he didn't know what to do. He's like, okay, I, all right, enough already. And, you know, then the guys are all chuckling in the hallway watching him out there, a little embarrassing young fellow out there. But it was great they got him, and he's a great sport and off to a fantastic start but i got a story somebody asked me the other day so you guys ever play any pranks and i played a terrible fun prank on this is our jimmy montgomery story but jimmy montgomery kevin miller had taken and put in shaving cream in his socks so he put his socks on and of course there's shaving cream squirting out all over the place and he thought it was me well i came in to the locker room and he was cutting holes in the ends of my socks and i caught him so i waited i said you shouldn't have done that he was a rookie. You shouldn't have done that. A me of all guys because I will get you. And no I know. way. Not you. I waited two weeks at a Super Bowl party at my house. Some of the young single guys went out after, and we heard the story the next day about how, you know, he, had, he was joking around, and he had, he had joked around with this girl, and she, you know, kind of took a little offense to it. And he was like, what do you? And so the guys were like, get out of here, Monty, you're, you're being, you know, and he, was, and he was a funny guy. He was a good guy. He was a fun team guy. So anyways, I had it set up so the police came to the, to the locker room. And Mr. Shanahan, our owner, just happened to show up at the rink that day. And I'd set it up with Brendan Shanahan. And I'd set it up with Jim Rivnick and Brett Hedekin, who lived with them. I said, you guys, you know, you guys are going to get interviewed. Got to play around. And you just got to say, hey, it wasn't us. It was, it was, you know, it was Monty. You got to play Jimmy. the game. No one else on the team knew what was going on. Sure enough, Mr. Shanahan shows up at the rink. And two police officers happened to be there. And they come down and they said, hey, you know, before we had a little problem at the bar last night, there's a girl that's, you know, feels like she was, you know, kind of assaulted. That verbally, you weren't very nice to. And she filed a complaint, you know, just about you being rude. And he's like, a complaint for being rude? What are you talking No, that, that never happened. That never happened. So anyways, you know, we're going to talk about it after practice. So this poor kid couldn't make a four-foot pass at practice. Okay, he couldn't pass, a, he couldn't pass gas. Okay? And so we are laughing watching him and Brendan Shanahan comes over and goes, why was Mr. Shanahan here today? He never comes to the practices. Well, now Monty's, I said, something happened? And I go, I don't know. I don't know if anything happened. So after practice, the police are waiting for him and, and they're, you know, and they've interviewed each one of these guys in a room separately and they've got the video queued up to show them. And Jimmy Montgomery literally sells out Rivnick and Hedekin and says, it might have been one of them two, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> and so now Doug Crossman starts calling him a pigeon, stool oh, pigeon. No. And it was so funny. This kid was almost in tears. He's got his, as soon as it happened, he put a towel over his head. He was embarrassed. He's like, I don't know what I said. I don't know what I did. And these police officers both come clean at the same time and said, Jim Montgomery, on behalf of the St. Louis Police Department and your teammates, we got you. Oh, and he great. thought he was getting arrested and going to jail. That's and it fantastic. was fantastic. And when he goes... I'll never go near your stuff again. I know it was you. I said, you got to get the right guy. I wouldn't admit for about a, about a year that it was me that set it up, but he knew he got set up you know, by, by the guys, and I said, don't ever touch my clothes again. That's Don't perfect. cut my clothes. Don't touch That's my great. clothes. I love it. I love it. So we had a little bit of fun with him. So it was, it was one of the things we still have fun with, uh, with Monty. Anyways, folks, uh, that's what we do to young rookies, Panger, yes, every once do. in a while. we got more of those stories coming up every week. On NHLpodcast.com, a chasing pucks with Panger. Back in a minute to wrap things up.
Hey everybody, this is Matt Geiger with the You're on the Clock podcast, and if you're as hardcore of a football fan as I am, then this is the show that you need to be listening to. We talk about everything football related without giving you those garbage off the field reports, because I mean, quite frankly, who cares about that stuff anyway? So go to ontheclockpodcast.com where you can hear our show that comes out every Thursday, and you can also find out how to join our DraftKings fantasy football lineup. So once again, make sure you're going to ontheclockpodcast.com. Chasing Pucks with Panger. You can go see Darren Pang on his Twitter handle at, at Panger40. Kelly Chase at Chasing Pucks39. At Chasing Pucks39. I think our picture of us on this uh, on our NHL podcast is really good. I, and hey, the young lady, Holly, that took the picture, yeah. she did a fantastic did job. She of, ever? Yeah. She made me look good. That's hard to do. Yeah. I don't know how they touched up that picture, but it, it, it looks pretty good. She works at that pure bar she, training facility. Yeah. She's, she's yeah, good. She is good. She's good. Good girl. Listen, uh, it's been a fantastic week of hockey. We got a great week coming up ahead of us. Looking forward to some games. Next week, we'll probably talk a little bit about the, the teams that got out of the gate in a hurry that were maybe not expected and some of the teams yeah. that didn't get out that we expected uh, to get out of the gate. Uh, we've got some fun stuff coming up. We got some, we're going to talk next week to uh, see if we can roll in a guest here and get them on Skype and, and throw them on to the podcast. And uh, hey, man, uh, I love doing it. I love coming on and talking hockey. We do it anyway every day, buddy. Yeah, we do. And it's... Uh Actually, this actually gives us more freedom, to be honest with you. I uh, love to, it. To, to wheel like this, you know, we're all, we have so, such limited uh, time to get points across and to have some, some real, real hockey conversations. So. so like when we say pucker factor or he couldn't pass gas. or Yeah, you're, you, you probably you, you, wouldn't you, say you, that on there. Although no. you did say pucker factor on the air one time. Yeah, um, I might have. You know, I've got a kind of a famous one where I, I said, uh, hi again, yeah. everyone. Welcome back inside. Alongside Dave Strader, I'm Darren Pang. Just moments ago, Stefan Yell tries to beat off Chris Chalios. <laughs> it, it was it was a real memorable moment for me. It was on national TV <laughs> on ESPN, and it was you saw the Bob Miller one too, right? I saw Bob Miller's, and uh, we all have those moments <laughs> where we we. We ramble on and don't know what we're saying. But if you can't laugh at yourself, then you can't laugh at anything. Hey, oh, big listen, boy. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I get a chuckle out of a lot of the things that we, that we hear, see, or whatever. But the, the Bob Miller one, if you haven't checked it out, uh, <laughs> uh, about the guy standing with uh, eight inches in front of the net with eight inches of shaft in his hand is pretty fantastic <laughs> as well. So, uh, Hall of Famer, Bob Miller. Oh, yeah, Hall of Famer. <laughs> happens to me, could happen to anyone. And it does. Oh, right. I love it. Folks, that's a wrap. Uh, Chasing Pucks with Panger, NHLpodcast.com. We love you. Love doing it. Panger, have a good week, pal. Have a great week. You too, buddy. Over and out, folks. Over and out. This has been Chasing Pucks with Panger, a lineup media group production. Find the show online at NHLpodcast.com, plus on iTunes, Stitcher, and all major podcast outlets. Get access to all of the Lineup Media Group shows at lineupmediagroup.com.